Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, we praise you. We bless and magnify your name. For this is the day that you have made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we come right now confessing all of our sins, transgression, and iniquity to you, God. Clean us up on the inside so that it shows on the outside. Give us your word that we might walk by faith and not by sight, putting all of our trust in you as you lead, God, and direct us to your path of righteousness. For your name's sake, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God, you are there with us. Your angels bear us up in their hands as we dash our feet against the stone. We thank you, Father God, that we have been chosen by you to be the righteousness of you, to be virtuous, to be uh full of valor in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you right now, God, that we see how you want us to live and we are obedient to it, God. We thank you that we seek you early according to your word, God. We praise and magnify you, O Lord. But as we continue on this prayer line throughout the week, throughout the rest of this year, O God, that you would have your way, God, in our thoughts in Jesus' name. Lord, we put our mind under subjection and surrender to you right now according to your word in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. God, help us to cast all of our imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against you under the knowledge of you, O oh God, and bring every thought into captivity to you and to the obedience of Christ, God. Whatever our thoughts may be, God, that are contrary to your word, we ask you to have your way. Give us your word, Father God. Lead us to the scripture that we need so that we can have thoughts that are pleasing to you, that line up with your thoughts, that our will lines up with your will, that our way lines up with your way, God. I ask you to put your words before our eyes so that they penetrate our minds and saturate our hearts and that they will come out of our mouths so that we can walk in your will and according to your way and your plans for our lives, God. We thank you for every opportunity that you give us to use your word to bring our bodies under surrender and subjection to you in Jesus' name. Lord, it's only because of you that we can wake up and we can lie down and we can go throughout the day and praise you, Father God, even in the midst of sorrow, in the, even in the midst of chaos, Father God. You yet give us a reason to praise you, Father. When the doctors say no, when the doctors say there's nothing more they can do, God, we know that you are still in control. When the doctors don't know what to do, God, you are still in control. So we praise you for it in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that our conversations could be with grace, seasoned with thoughts, so that we know how to answer everyone, Father God. Let us think before we speak in Jesus' name. Let us continue to be steadfast and prayer.
prayer, Father God, so that we are sensitive to your voice. We can be be in operation of the discernment of your spirit at all times, God. We thank you, Father God, that as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, that we can rightly defy your word of truth, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, that we can declare that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We thank you, Father God, as we prepare to give thanks with family and friends on this coming Thursday, God, that we don't just do it right now, God, but we do it on a daily basis. We give thanks with a grateful heart, Father God. We give thanks with a grateful attitude in Jesus' name. And we do all things without murmuring and complaining, without murmuring and disputing, oh God. We seek your face in it all in Jesus' name. And we give other people a reason to praise you, Father God. Let us not be ashamed of who we are and whose we are in you. In the name of Jesus, so that you won't be ashamed of us before your Father. But you will say to us, well done, good and faithful servants. You have been faithful over a few things. Come on up higher. Let me make you ruler over many things, God. But we desire to hear you tell us, well done, God. But Lord, sometimes our lives don't line up with you being able to tell us that. So we ask for forgiveness in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you to touch us with your hand of mercy. Touch us with your hand of grace. Uphold us in your righteous right hand in Jesus' name. That we may come before your presence with singing and exceeding great joy, God. And as we cast all on your altar of sacrifice, God, that we don't pick it back up, but we walk away rejoicing and praising you, Father God, knowing that even when we don't see it immediately, God, even when you tarry, Father God, that you will yet come in Jesus' name. You will be there right on time when you have prepared us to receive your blessings in Jesus' name, to receive the manifestation of the prayers that we have prayed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against us prospers, and every hand that is set to rise against us shall be condemned and shall be brought to nothing, God. We know that it will be formed, Father God, but it will not prosper in Jesus' name. We know that we might have to face it, God, but we won't have to fight against it because you will stand before us. You will stand behind us. You will stand on the sides of us with your hedge of protection surrounding us so that you will block the enemy's tactics, Father God. You will block the enemy's weapons on our behalf, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that our dreams line up with your dreams for us, God. And we will have the visions that you say we should have, Father God, and we will live out those visions and dream those dreams that they will come to pass according to your word, God. We will speak with new tongues, Father God. All of us 
Lord, you told us to desire to speak with tongues where the where our spirit man will be edified, God. But we should also pray for the interpretation of it. God, we thank you, Lord, that we can pray with understanding as well in the name of Jesus so that our natural man is edified, so that those around us are edified as well in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that as we learn of your word, we share it with someone else and we don't keep it to ourselves. Let us not be selfish with your word, God. Let us not be selfish with the blessings that you have for us in Jesus' name. We thank you for it right now, God. We pray for those, for every woman who has to go out alone in the name of Jesus, that you, every man, every one, Father God, let me, let me not isolate anyone, God, but let us pray for each person who has to go out alone in the name of Jesus, that they are aware of their surroundings, Father God, not just with their eyes, but with their ears also in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us not have a spirit of fear, God, because you haven't given it to us, Father God, but you give us power, love, and a sound mind in the name of Jesus, that we may walk by faith and not by sight, that we may be strengthened in our most holy faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you for removing debt in Jesus' name, that we owe no man but to love them in the name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you, O God for loving us enough to send your son Jesus on the cross to die for our sins in Jesus' name, that we might live. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that you give us your word as your wep- as our weapon, God. We thank you, Father God, for removing comparison spirits in Jesus' name, that we don't have to compare ourselves to the people around us, oh God, but we use your word as our standard, Father God, that we use Jesus as our example of how we should live, how we should treat others, how we should walk upright in the name of Jesus. We thank you for blessing us with how you created us, O oh God, in the image and likeness of you. We thank you, O oh God, that you have given us a door to enter in, Father God, because Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the light, and no man comes into the Father but by him. We thank you, God, that we can share your gospel in such a way that we lift you up so that you can draw all men unto you, Father God. You can change their way of thinking. You can change their way of speaking, Father God. We bind negativity that's being sown in someone else's life, Father God. We cast down the past thoughts of negativity in the name of Jesus. And we speak life. We speak health. We speak wholeness. We speak love and joy, peace and understanding in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that we rest in you. Even when we are awake, Father God, we have your peace that passes all understanding, God. We take time to listen to your voice and have a Sabbath rest, Father God, no matter what day of the week it is, no matter what time of day it is, God. We are able to hear your voice. We're able to step out on faith and do what you have called us to do in Jesus' name. We thank you for increasing those who are being saved daily in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for bringing into every household of worship those who should be there as servants of you, God. 
not out of habits, not out of rituals, not just because someone who raised us, God, told us this is what we need to do, but because we want to have a relationship with you, God. We want to live upright and holy and righteous lives, pleasing in your sight in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, God for going into the hospital rooms, Father God. We thank you for going into the jail cells, Father God. We thank you for going into those houses where where there is many people, where there are many people living, God, but someone is yet feeling lonely, God. You be their comfort. You be their friend and their confidant in Jesus' name. You be that one to tell them that they are loved. They are cared for in Jesus' name. Go into the foster homes, Father God. Go into the shelters. Make straight paths in Jesus' name. You be their source of provision for everything they need according to your word in Jesus' name. We thank you for doing it, God. Now, Lord, I pray for the one who's going to share your gospel this morning, God. Thank you for their time of study. Thank you for their time of prayer and meditation, God. Thank you for your word being down into their belly, coming out like a river of living water. Thank you for your anointing that surrounds them where they are sitting right now, God, to be as a mighty rushing wind that they feel your power, God. Let it overflow onto us in Jesus' name that we hear you speaking through them, that we have a mind to understand. We have ears to hear according to your word and hearts to receive it in Jesus' name, that we might live accordingly in the name of Jesus, not hoping and praying and wishing someone else was on this line to hear it, God but that we have already prepared ourselves according to your word to receive what you have to say to us in Jesus' name. I give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. And I thank you, Lord, for having your way in all of us. In your son Jesus' mighty and matchless name, I love you. I appreciate you. I adore you. And I declare it is all done, not by power nor by might, but by your spirit, says the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I praise you, Lord. I love you and honor you, God. I magnify you and thank you, Jesus. Thank you and praise your holy and righteous name, God. For there's none like you, God. Hallelujah to your name. Well, praise the Lord, saints. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is your apostle Keith Brooks. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Hey, beloved, today we have Bishop Quentin on the line. Bishop, are you on the line? You all hear me? Yes, sir, we hear you, but I don't know if he's on. I don't know if he's on. All right, then we'll move, we'll move forward. Let me grab my stuff and we'll just go. Praise the Lord. 
There you go. God bless you, man of God. God bless you. God bless you. Is Bishop Quentin on the line? Yes, it is, Apostle. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let the Lord use you. Praise the Lord, saints. This is Bishop Quentin of Second Chance Christian Center in Dayton, Ohio. And let us go into the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, we are in agreement with the sister of prayer that all things will come into being in agreement. You said, where two or three are gathered in thy name, and where we agree, it shall appear. So we're in agreement with that prayer, Lord, and that the hearers of this word be not just hearers but doers in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, saints. We are, uh, this beautiful day, Tuesday in November, we thank the Lord for this opportunity as we teach this morning on desperation is better than despair. I'll say it again. Desperation is better than despair. We're coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 9, and it's a most familiar, most familiar uh, chapter, and, and there, there's a lot of things in there, but we're coming from uh, verse 18. Now, let me, let me consider and, and, and bring you up to speed here what, what our thought process is. You know, when you're desperate, you will do basically anything, okay? Uh, and, and, and when you're at the point of desperation for needing something or doing something, you will uh, go beyond sometimes the legal standpoint to do what you need to get done. Uh, that's not good, but, but when you're desperate, you will go beyond the normal state of, of your, what your normal ability has been. And you know when uh, there's been stories of, of parents when their children were in water that they did not know how to swim, that they would just be desperate enough and they'd go out and rescue their child in desperation. Uh, they would go out and rescue their child, and they couldn't swim, and they would actually rescue their child. The ability of desperation actually pulled their supernatural ability to swim to actually cause the rescue. Well, and when you're in despair, you have that failure mentality. You have that give up. You have that, that thought of, oh, it's not going to work. Oh, I can't do nothing. Oh, well, you know, whatever I do, it's going to fail anyway. And, and it's, it becomes a state of depression. Well, in this case, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 18, there's a state of desperation that is extremely better than despair. Starting from verse, like starting from verse eighteen, I'm reading this out of the New King James Version. It says, "While he spoke, this is Jesus, those things to them. Behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died, uh, but come and lay your hand on her, and she was alive.' Now let me let me look share you share with you just what was going on. Jesus had just got finished healing a couple of people, and uh, the, the, there were rulers, there were Pharisees and Sadducees around just listening. You know how some folks tend to listen when you are 
when you're talking about the goodness of God, and all of a sudden, when miracles start happening around you, then all of a sudden people just start coming around you. And that's what happened in this particular situation. A ruler of the, the, um, a ruler of the, the synagogue, the church came, and, and he heard, and he asked Jesus. He said, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her, and she will live. So what goes on next? In verse 19, says, so Jesus arose and followed him. So did his disciples. So Jesus was on his way to actually minister to the, the ruler's daughter. All right? Now, he was on a mission at that point. And because he was on a mission, everybody, they, they, they noticed that Jesus was, was following. His disciples were following. They were all going in one direction. Let's say that he was, they were all walking east. All right, so the, this big crowd, Jesus is in front, his disciples are in front, and this big crowd, they're all going east, okay? So we see like 20, 30 people just going. And then the next verse says, and verse 20, and says, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood. Now let's look at that word suddenly. Let's look at the word suddenly. You know, when you're driving down the street and you're going uh, um when you're pulling up to a corner, to a light, let's say just, uh, yeah, yeah, pulling up to a light. And when you, while you're at the light, the light changes. So you have the right of way. And while you're driving, because you have the right of way, you feel, okay, everything is fine. However, somebody who's not paying attention, who's from the opposite direction, comes and starts barreling down the way before you get into the full crossway. Suddenly, you put your brakes on. Right then and there, that's exactly what happened to Jesus. You're exactly what happened to Jesus. <clears throat> In verse 20, it says, And suddenly a woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Suddenly she came just out of the midst of the crowd. Uh, no, as I said, 20 to 30 people were there. She just suddenly stopped and touched him in the midst of the crowd, just like you and I stop in the middle of an intersection when we have the right of way and somebody's come barreling away. We're not fully in the middle. Suddenly that car comes. We stop. That's exactly what happened to Jesus. This woman, was uh, he was walking, and suddenly she came and touched him. Now, here's the, here's the interesting portion. Let's look at it carefully. It says, she had a flow of blood for 12 years, came from behind. She came from behind. She wasn't on the side of him so that Jesus could actually see her in his peripheral vision. She wasn't on the right side or the left, okay? She, she wasn't even close to his vision at that point. Just like when the cars come up behind uh, or, or around you to the left or right. Now, you could see if somebody is suddenly coming from the right in an intersection, you can see that, or to the left, or even uh, uh, in front of you, you can see, but you, you usually don't pay attention to what's behind you. That's what was going on here in verse 20. She came suddenly behind Jesus. And when she, she came behind him, it was, uh, he was, it was not in his peripheral vision. It wasn't even, he wasn't even in his direction. Jesus wasn't even focused on her. He wasn't even focusing on, what was he focused on? He was actually focusing on getting to the, uh, the ruler's daughter. 
the ruler's daughter. Now, let's look at this carefully because I want you to catch hold of what, what, what's actually happening. At this moment, see, uh, this woman changed Jesus' direction by her faith. What? Yeah, it changed Jesus' direction by her faith. He was on his way somewhere else. He was on his way somewhere. You see, right now there's some of you all that have situations in your life. Right now, whether it's sickness, whether it's financial, whether it's, it's, it's uh, uh, emotional, uh, and, and you know that the, the pastor has called uh, or the apostle has called or someone, and they're going somewhere else, and you're saying to yourself, well, you know, God doesn't, you know, God, I'm little old me. God just won't come to me just right where I am right now because I'm in the midst of craziness. But God needs your faith right then and there. Why? Because this woman with the issue of blood was not even on Jesus' radar. He wasn't even, but she was not even on Jesus' radar at all. She came from behind him, behind him. He wasn't even looking for her, but she came from behind him. That's where you need to be desperate enough to come behind. Now, let's look at the, the second portion of it. It says, and touched the hem of his garment. Now, let's look at that portion of the scripture. It said, touch the hem of of this garment. So first of all, the woman was not in Jesus' peripheral vision. Well, let's back it up. First, he, she came suddenly. So it was a shock as to, okay, who is this? Who is this? That was this woman. She just came because he was going another direction. Then he, she was not in his peripheral vision whatsoever, left, right, or front. She came from behind. Then it says she touched the hem of his garment. She was not even visible looking behind him. How do we know she was so low? The hem of the garment is the bottom of it. She was so low that, and get this now, she was so low that I could imagine she was crawling, okay? She was crawling to touch his hem, touch his hem. See, you have to be so desperate enough. This woman was extremely desperate enough that even in the midst of the crowd, even in the midst of not being seen, even in the midst of causing a, a, a shock of, of her appearance, that she was willing to risk it to actually touch him, to get what she needed from him, to get what she needed. And at that point, she was slow, she was not in peripheral vision, and she was shocked. She was desperate for him. She was extremely desperate for him. What does it say? It says in verse 21, it says, for she said to herself, hello, how many of you have to say things to yourself to get desperate to start moving toward God? You have to get to that point that don't let anybody ideas, suggestions, say, well, you know, Jesus is too busy right now. God is too busy. You know, you haven't had Bible study. You know, you haven't, uh, you haven't uh, tithed. Uh, you haven't given your offering. You know, just be desperate enough to God. Just be desperate enough. That's exactly what happened. She was desperate enough to get to God at that point. And she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made whole. She didn't say, well, you know what, God, you, you could take care of just one thing. You could take, I'll deal with the rest. She said, I will be made whole. 
She wanted the whole gamut. She wanted just not partial everything, everything. I like what the message version says. I'm going to read this. this. As he finished say, uh, saying, a local official appeared, bowed politely, and said, my daughter has just now died. If you'll come and touch her, she will give, she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and his disciples followed him along. Just then, a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years slipped in from behind. Now, let's say slipped in. The king, new King James, there suddenly, okay, and lightly touched his robe. She was thinking to herself, if I could just put a finger on his robe. I like that part. Says, I could just put a finger on his robe, I will get well. What happened at that point? What happened at that point? In verse 22 of the King James, it says, but Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer. How come they didn't say, you sad sack of bones, what are you doing over here? How come they didn't say, lazy don't, a lady, don't touch me. I don't know who you're touching. Don't be touching me. I, I, look, look, I'm on my way to the, to, the, to the ruler's house. How come Jesus didn't say that? Why? Because Jesus is a man of compassion. Jesus is a man of faith. Jesus is a man of desperation. And at that point, he said, be of good cheer. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith, not his, not Jairus's, not the ruler's, her faith has made her well. All because of the fact of her desperation for Jesus. Her desperation for Jesus caused everything to happen. Her desperation for Jesus caused the suddenly to happen. Her desperation for Jesus caused the peripheral vision to be ignored. Her desperation for Jesus caused even how low she was to be ignored and she wouldn't touch the hem of his garment. And it says in the, in the, uh, uh, the message verse, just a finger. And she said it to herself. I will get well. I'll get well. Jesus turned and caught her and then, then he reassured her, courage, daughter. You took a risk of faith, and now you're well. The woman was well from then on. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? And the new King James says, and the woman was made well from that hour. That hour. From then on, that hour, that moment, see, your desperation for God will change uh, move mountains like never before. Your desperation for God in your healing. Your desperation for God in your and your bills being paid. Your desperation for God for your children coming home. Your desperation for God for for. Uh, 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 a, a court case being turned. Your desperation for God, for uh, everybody in the situation surrounding your home, uh, uh, for that demon being cast out of a situation. Your desperation for God will give the authority and give you faith to be able to walk boldly as the great disciples and apostles did in the days of old. In the rest of uh, what is in Isaiah and in, in the book of Romans says, those that know their God would do great exploits. Now you know your God. Apparently that woman knew her God enough to get to her so she could get her healing. That's desperation. Get to that point of desperation to receive what you need from God. What is that you need from God? The love, the anointing, the presence, the power, the healing, the deliverance in every area. Get desperate. Oh, get desperate for God for that supernatural revelation of whatever needs to happen in your life to come about. 
Wow, praise the Lord. This has been Bishop Quinton of Second Chance Christian Center. And as we always end our broadcast, based off the word of Mark 9.23, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to those that believe. Praise him. Well, God bless you, sir. God bless you. Listen, when we are desperate for the things of God, all things are possible in your life. Hey, this is Apostle Keith Brooks, and I'm praying for you. Pray one for another. Pray for this world, this country, and for leadership. I didn't ask you to judge it. Just pray, and God would do the rest. Hey, tell Thursday morning, tell a neighbor, friend, let's get up and get on the prayer line, and let's seek the face of God together. God bless you. I'm praying for you. Have a blessed day.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.